Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Hi. There's actually been a great sense of joy and fun in the room this morning, and I'm going to just flow with that, I think, a bit more, but we're going to see what the Holy Spirit does. Um, I've got some things to say, but be prepared. We're going to have some fun at the end. So um, we, yeah, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. <laughs> but anyway, could I ask you, for starters, just to ask yourselves this question and silently and in your heads answer the question, does God want to be known? Think about it. I mean, so in your experiences and where you've, and the, in the life that you've seen and in the life that you've traveled and all that you've seen, does God really want to be known or is he more a secret God that needs to be found? If your answer is no, God doesn't want to be known, then I want you to ask yourself, what is it that has made you think that? And if your answer is yes, God does want to be known, then my question to you is, how does he want, how does he make himself known? How have you seen him? How do you know that he's real? We have been doing, um, or started, a series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, because Kirk has done such a fabulous job of laying down the foundations and the outlines of what that's all about in the, over the last two weeks. I have the liberty of just having a little bit of a, a more relaxed storytelling type morning this morning. So that's kind of what we're going to do. We're going to just explore because I want to know when, when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, why I asked you that question is because the Bible tells us that... Um, that the, the gifts of the Spirit is, is a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So essentially it's saying that, now if we look at that word manifest, Kirk gave a lovely um, example of what that could mean, but I just went to the dictionary. <laughs> um, and the dictionary kind of says it, manifestation is, is a demonstration, is, is an exposure of, it's a, it's a show or a sign. It's, so, so when we're talking about the spirit and the manifestation of the spirit, it's the spirit demonstrating that he is here. He is around. He's showing. He's, he's actually he's giving signs. The opposite of man manifest is to actually hide or conceal or be vague or obscure. So when we're talking about the manifestation of the spirit, we're saying this, the Bible tells us that the spirit doesn't want to be obscure or vague but he's actually about manifesting, demonstrating, um, and exposing um, who God is for the common good. So God does want to be seen, and the, the manifestation of the Spirit comes out in the spiritual gifts. And for those who are not that familiar with it, we're, we're talking about things like um, prophecy, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, um, miracles and healing. Then there's the gifts of, of knowing, so like discerning spirits and um, words of knowledge, wisdom. Then there's more sort of practical hands-on type gifts, the gifts of administration and helping and mercy and compassion and teaching. So there's a lot of different ways that the Spirit will show 
himself to us and reveal that he's here. And what we have is, and this is what Kirk outlined last time, so have a listen to that if you, if you missed it, is that those gifts are like tools in our toolkits. And so we can pull out those gifts as and when we need to use them for the spirit to be made known. But what I really want to focus in on today is that verse. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire, another version of the Bible says, zealously cultivate the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. And that comes from 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. My question is, but what does that actually mean? look like? What does that feel like? What is the experience of the gifts, if we have the gifts of the Spirit? I had actually been pursuing that question for probably over a decade because I grew up in a church where, although the Holy Spirit was acknowledged, um, he was never really given the freedom to do what he wanted to do. So when, when Trent and I got to churches that were um, quite willing to move and flow with whatever the Holy Spirit was doing, it was all a little bit um, strange. And so my first approach to the Holy Spirit was quite tentative and if not even afraid because when the Holy Spirit's in action, there's some weird things that happen, you know. People do weird things. There's weird, there's, like this can be screaming, there can be shaking, there can be, you know, it's just a little strange. And, and actually, I, I, that made me a little fearful. But as I journeyed further with, you know, my relationship with Jesus and he was showing me things, I realized, no, the Holy Spirit is actually, you know, whether I like that or not, the Holy Spirit is a very big part of our journey with Jesus. And so this is something that actually, you know, I do want to know a little bit more about. And I actually do want to maybe, you know, kind of get a little bit more of an understanding of what, what is it then if the Holy Spirit is actually going to move with us and through us? And what, what about if I was to have an experience with the Holy Spirit? And so I started venturing into asking for that and wanting that a little bit more and, and being a little bit more eager to say, hey God, okay, if this is what the journey with you is about, then I'm happy to do that. And um, But then it kind of took a really strange turn in that, and I can speak for Trent in this as well because it was kind of our journey together, is that we would seek that kind of experience with the Holy Spirit, but it would never, ever happen. And so, you know, we'd be in a group or in a church and everybody was asking for an anointing from the Holy Spirit or something from the Holy Spirit and people would be having experiences of the Holy Spirit and we would just stand there and nothing would happen. We'd just feel normal. Nothing changed for us. And, you know, initially that's okay. You kind of think, oh, well, okay, obviously these things we've got to learn about this. But then, you know, when it comes to years later and you're still having that same experience of like, here we are, God, until we got to the point where we were actually like, God, we are so desperate for this. Could you just, you know, give us an experience of your Holy Spirit? Because, you know, this is clearly something that you want your children to have. And so it led to lots of conversations, but still, you know, nothing, nothing. We would stand there in a room full of people falling on the floor and we'd be the last two left standing. And it was very, uh, some of it was very, very hard stuff to wrestle with because we thought, well, either... 
all of this is fake all around us. So everywhere we've been, it's just people faking it and they're just following whoever's up on the, on the front and they're just kind of doing what they do and then everybody's, you know, kind of pretending that that's what they're feeling. Or there's something wrong with us and that's not a nice thing to kind of think through either. So... So it kind of wasn't two very nice conclusions at all. And so for some time, we just kind of shut the gates on that and said, well, you know what, that's, that's that. But about a year ago, we, we found ourselves back in that situation. Sometimes they're unavoidable. And um, we were in a room full of people once again, um, asking for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And sure enough, the Holy Spirit came. And sure enough, the whole room was shaking and moving. And God was showing things to people. And yeah, sure enough, we were standing there, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Um, and the person who was leading that ministry time um, actually came to us and said, um, well, came to me, because um, he saw obviously what was happening, and he's a person whose judgment I trust, and said, are you a non-manifester? <laughs> My initial thought was, help, <laughs> I don't know, that's confronting, I don't know, yeah, I suppose I am, yeah, maybe, um, anyway, what followed was um, a loving conversation with this person and, and a few people and just trying to explore what's going on there, um, and that led to probably what's been about a year of soul searching, you know, we have to get down to the bottom of this, why, why do I not experience the Holy Spirit in my physical being, um, and so I had to ask the question again, a searching question, well, why do I believe in the Holy Spirit? And my answer is, well, because I've seen the Holy Spirit at work. I know he's real. And I've seen him in operation around me, changing people's lives. And, and I've seen him at work. And then I kind of, hold on a second. No, but I have, I have seen him at work. I've there was that time, there was that time when um, at one time I was praying for um, healing for people quite regularly and sometimes, you know, you'd pray and nothing would happen but then there were the times where we would pray, a friend and I would pray and we'd be saying exactly the same words we prayed for the other prayer and we'd pray for healing and there would be a miraculous, instantaneous healing on the spot and it was amazing. And there was nothing that I felt differently when I prayed that prayer where, where the person was healed compared to where other prayers where the person wasn't healed. But I thought, hold on a second. So that, if that wasn't me, because my prayers clearly in the other times didn't do anything. So that must have been the Holy Spirit. And hold on, there, there was that other time as well when I was in a ministry group and we were kind of forced to the front of the church, much to my terror. And um, so because I was in the group, I had to stand in the front and, and we were told that we were going to give words of knowledge and prophecy to <laughs> the church. And I just, you know what I said to God? I said, actually, God, okay, I'll be your failure on this one. Okay, so I'll just go up there and I'll show people that it's okay if you don't get it right, that it really is not so bad to fail. And then people will feel much better about themselves for the times when it doesn't work, really work. And so I'll be that person, God. And so I I got up in front of the church and it came to my turn and I was holding the mic and I was shaking with the mic and I was like, God, help me. And um, 
looking at the sea of faces staring at me and kind of thinking, oh, well, I suppose that person over there stands out to me. Let me just start saying some stuff. And so I did, did that. And um, in that situation, the church actually all burst out laughing, and which obviously did wonders for my confidence. But you know, it, turned, it turned out that actually I'd sort of pressed a button there that was absolutely on target. And so everyone was laughing at the, at the reality of that. And then, but then there was a, a, a guy and I kind of sort of focused on him and I just said, you know, I sort of started talking, but then as I started talking about him, I kind of realised it was almost like I saw a word over his head. Like I saw it in the physical, but it wasn't in the physical. It was sort of like tra- the word was trailblazer. And I, I was looking at this guy, and as I was talking about who, what I was thinking, just thoughts that were popping in my head, trailblazer. And as I got that, then, then I got a lot more around that word for that person. Um, you know, and then my turn was over and that was it. So, yeah. so then, at the end of that meeting, the guy actually came up to me and he said, you were so spot on. And his friends had come with him. He said, you were so spot on that, you know, that this guy, we've just been on a mountain biking trail and we left that early so we could be at this meeting. And this is the guy that actually organised it all. And that was what the word was about. It was like that he was a, a, an initiator of activities. And um, this was the guy that's organised it and he's always organising stuff like that. And, and, and I was like, whoa, that, I never expected that kind of accuracy. And how, how would I have gotten that, that word, trailblazer? That wasn't me. So... In my shaking boots and shaking hands, which was not the Holy Spirit shaking, um, and my weakness, the Holy Spirit was moving there. So that's the Holy Spirit. That's a gifting of the Holy Spirit. That's a word of knowledge. And then, the, the, I mean, there, I started thinking, there's lots of them. There, another one was in kinship. So, um, <laughs> Trent and I, the non-manifestors, were teaching about the Holy Spirit <laughs> and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and, so, um, and so, anyway, part of it was, was speaking in tongues. And so there was a moment in our kinship where we were praying for someone and, and I just, my heart felt moved to pray for, for her and just wanting to see breakthrough. And, and I kind of, I, I really just wanted to pray something precious for this person, but didn't have the words. And so I just said to the group, you know what, I don't speak in tongues or I don't know if I do. It's like gobbledygook to me, but I'm just going to try. So it's a safe place. I'm just going to try it. And so here goes. And then I went, blah, 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 blah. And so, um, and do you know what happened was um, that there was an atmosphere in the room that changed as I spoke. And immediately the two other people in the group who were in the prayer group said, uh, as I prayed, that what I thought was gobbledygook, their hearts were stirred and they immediately had a t- an interpretation. So we had two interpretations on my gobbledygook and um, that really spoke to the person. And so I realised, hold on, there is something in this. That was, that was the gifting of the Holy Spirit in my, in my trepidation of acting that out. God spoke and the Holy Spirit moved. So when I started thinking about, yeah, these are, the, these are the places that I've experienced the Holy Spirit moving. Do you see that there's a common denominator in all of those? Each of those examples were situations in which I was reaching out to others to bless them. I was 
giving the gift. And so as I started reaching out, the gift was given to me to give. And that's, that's when I'm most in tune with the Holy Spirit. When what has become so apparent to me is that I experience the Holy Spirit when I am moving with him, when I'm swaying with him, when I'm dancing with him. And in fact, that was he revealed that to me in the car through a Michael Bublé song <laughs> one morning when I was kind of saying, Holy Spirit, I don't know how you work. I don't understand this stuff. And that morning I was traveling to work and this Michael Bublé, you know, when the rhythm starts to play... <laughs> dance with me sway with me and I was just like sway yeah this is this is God and it was like another moment you know God God speaking to me through the song he wants to sway with me. he wants to move with me sway with me say that's how I that's how I operate through you and and I realized you're not a non-manifester Karen <laughs> you just manifest you demonstrate, expose, show, give the signs of the Holy Spirit when you're moving with him. Paul says in um, 1 Corinthians, uh, somewhere, somewhere 12 to 14, that's where all of this stuff comes from, um, not everyone has every gift. So he says, no, not a, uh, is everybody a teacher? No, is everybody, does everybody speak in tongues? No, does everybody um, prophesy? Does every, no, no, okay. But the point is that we need to eagerly desire all the gifts. And then he says, and I'm going to show you the most excellent way. And then he says this verse. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. And, and he explains why, especially prophecy, but I won't go into that today. So the key to unlocking the true heart and the power of the gifts of the Spirit is really to move out of a heart of love. And then we start to see the Spirit working. So we can get hung up on the technicalities of the gifts, like, you know, which, is, which gift is the most important and which one do you have, which do I have, and, you know, which one should we do first and how should we co coordinate them. And, but at the end of the day, let's look at... Where do all of the gifts point to? They all point to the reality of God and the reality of his kingdom. And what they say when they're out there is God is real and he's here right now. You know, that's what the gifts are for. It's to show God. And wherever God manifests, wherever he demonstrates himself... There is love. God is love. Love is God. So where there is love, God is in that place. And if we're seeing the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation, then really we should be seeing love too. Because without love, they just become, well, then they are just noisy and weird. During that time of soul-searching, God gave me this picture. Um, I was actually wanting to pray for someone, and um, I was feeling very burdened by this person who, who appeared to be quite tortured, really, and in a cage. And, in, and it was actually, you know what, I got this picture in worship here one day, 
just in a really deep time of worship. And, and um, this person, the picture was of the person in like a very elaborate bird cage. And, and in, my, in my mind, I was, God, we need to get this person out of their cage. And, you know, and so what I did was, in my picture, I had a sword in the one hand, I had a hammer in the other side, and I was going like a mad woman, and I was getting up that cage. And I was like, God, we need to get this person out of the cage. And I was slamming the cage, and I was hammering at it and trying to rip the bars apart and say, we've got to get to this person. They've just got to get out of their cage. And we were, I think we were actually singing a beautiful song. It was, let the weight of your glory come and settle on us now. And I, in the picture, as we sang that, I just felt the, the weight of God come down onto that cage. And it was like his hand, which was bigger than the cage, came down and, and it, it just started crushing the cage like tinfoil. And, and I was on the top of the cage still going like a mad woman. And he just let me kind of slide down his hand, you know. <laughs> okay, you can get off now, Karen. <laughs> so it's just like, I will crush the cage for you. <laughs> um, and, and, I was, and it was a dawning, a revelation of, do you know, he does the stuff. And what we are, and and I said to him, okay, that's great, Lord. Wow, yeah, that's wonderful. I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you do what you need to do in her life. But at the same time, it was a dawning that um, I asked him, well, what about next time I see someone in a cage? What do I do then if you're going to do all the work? And he just said, he said, you say, God, you see that person in the cage? Yeah, let's chat about them. What shall we do? That's all he wants you to do. Can you see them, Lord? Let's talk about them. And so <laughs> he got me to put that into practice very soon because in a ministry time here, he said, um, well, there was a time where somebody actually um, asked me to pray for them. And um, at the time, I really, I had not um, volunteered myself to go and pray for people um, for ministry time because I was feeling a bit tired and, you know, it didn't really feel like it. So um, I was just sort of sitting back for that time, but somebody asked me to pray for them. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, and they sat down next to me and I was like, okay, well, Holy Spirit, you've just shown me that it's your deal. So I'm going to just sit here and you've just got to give me something. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I, I literally did sit with her and I said, okay, Lord, do you see this person? Yeah, we, we just present her to you now. Um, and yeah, you tell me. So we sat. And we sat and we sat. And then I got a little something, like I got a little picture in my mind. And so I, I thought, okay, I'll start sharing that. And as I started sharing that, then more came and more came. Until eventually I kind of, it was like I got what must have been sort of a word of knowledge or something. And so I got, I think there's something that he wants to pinpoint. So, and then we talked a little bit about that and then there was a pinpoint. And so, yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so let's start praying. And as we started praying for that, whoa, I experienced like this whoosh of something. But it was just this, this absolute indignation that this thing would get onto this person and be bugging her for so many years and what was that all about and God, you know, let's get rid of this thing, you know, but it was just I'm just sitting there going like, I really don't feel like ministry time. 
Um, you know, and so then, it's, then it was kind of this, God just, I don't know what it is. I think that's the, that is the gifting of the Holy Spirit. He says, here, I'm going to tell you what I'm feeling. Here, I'm going to do what I want to do now. But you know what? It has to be where we give him space to do that. And so, um, yeah, and so it's just kind of this huge, like, swell of emotion and words and everything. Tongues then came out of it because, like, I'm angry and I don't know what to say. But I'm blah, 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 just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so there's not enough words. And so then tongues comes out and... Anyway, it was a powerful time, and the the person I was praying for just really felt the power of that, and they were released from that thing, and um, and I was energized by the end of that. Gee, and what I here's what I learned from that time is that we don't need to muster up the willpower for the gifts of the Spirit to operate. We don't need to generate the energy because it's the Holy Spirit. All that we need to do is take the steps as we feel prompted and then the Holy Spirit breathes on what we do. And, and when I say when we feel prompted, what does that look like? What does that mean? It's different for everyone, but I know that people have spoken of, and for me it's a quickening of the heartbeat like, oh, 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 this is the time, this is the time, I need to do it now. Or it's, um, it's uh, um, hey, that person really stands out to me. If I'm looking there, that person's just really standing out to me right now. Or, or it can be something like, um, oh, I'm just feeling something for that person right now. I just feel that that can all be the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And so when we take that, and move with it. He breathes on what we're doing and he enables us to be gifted to minister. Now, um, my husband, um, I, he said I could share this, but basically he, I, he never cries ever. And um, yet when the Holy Spirit moves him, he cries like a baby. <laughs> so if ever you see Trent crying in ministry time, like go there because God's heart is being released through that. Okay. Um, so it's not in our own strength. It's really the, the energy and the strength of the Holy Spirit. And the other thing is we don't have to be in a good mood and we don't have to be feeling spiritually strong in order for the spirit the Spirit to gift us with something to bless someone. He moves when there is a need. And we either say yes or no. So as to whether we were available to, for him to move. Um, a fabulous example from our kinship recently. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, I'm not going to say names, but I'm just, so I'm going to call this lady um, Healer lady. So healer lady was running late. She was in big W and she was running late. Um, she had to go and collect someone um, from the station because they had an appointment to get to and she was running late in the shop and the sales assistant serving her, she noticed had a limp. Um, and so she kind of tried to ignore that a little bit, but then the Holy Spirit said, no, I need you to pray for her. So she asked the lady, oh, what's your limp about? And then 
her daddy proceeded to tell her whole life story about she's had three, you know, three years of pain and was an injury and, um, and now she's waiting for a hip replacement and that's only going to happen in December. And, and so, um, so healer lady initially just kind of went, oh, uh, oh, that's terrible. Isn't that horrible? Poor lady, you poor thing. And then she felt the Holy Spirit kind of going, no, you need to pray for them. So she prayed for the lady. Um, and first prayer, the, the, the pain in the lady's hip went down from a, a 10, which 10 is where it is where you start praying, down to a 5. Second prayer, 5 to a 2. Third prayer, 2 to a 0. And then she said, okay, we'll test it now. Let's start walking. So the lady started walking and, and she was still limping a little bit. So, so healer lady said, okay, well, I think we need to just break off that um, familiar spirit of pain and injury because that needs to just come off you now. So let's just do that. And she broke that off and the sales assistant proceeded to walk without a limp, completely healed. And she said, what did you just do? And there were tears and there were hugs and there were, you know, there was all that kind of beautiful stuff that comes with healing when someone's life is transformed by the Holy Spirit because we make ourselves available. Now, healer lady didn't have to make herself available there. So that could have just remained the status quo for that day. But it is about where we feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit to move with it. That's when the gifting will come. And... Interestingly enough, the Holy Spirit looked after Healer Lady's stuff because Healer Lady then got to where she needed to get to late and the appointment had been moved to half an hour later. So God looked after that. Interestingly enough, Healer Lady came across the sales assistant two days later and sales assistant was limping. And Healer Lady was able to say to her, no. You have been healed. Remember, you've been healed. And so we, we speak to that spirit now and you get away. And, and sales assistant walked away without a limp again because there was an identity change that needed to happen there. And God used healer lady. And actually God said to healer lady, I'm going to keep letting you bump into sales assistant every so often so that you can make sure that, that you know, until she's actually properly healed. So we don't have to be in a good mood. We don't have to feel spiritually strong. We just need to be available. And the other thing I have learned is that moving in a gift is not some trance-like possession that comes over us and controls us like a robot. And, and, you know, and I think that's what I was looking for. You know, when I'm standing in a room, all those experiences when I'm standing in a room and, and everybody's having an experience of the Holy Spirit, and I'm like, God, I want you to knock me out and I want to just kind of, I want to experience like heaven and opening and angels. And, and you know what, I, I do believe that God can do that because I do believe, you know, God has knocked people to the floor and, and they have wonderful experiences. But I, I think that that's also about our intimacy with God. That's our personal journey. And I, I do think I still have more stuff to learn around that. But, and, and there probably are blockages and whatever. I don't know. I don't, don't know it all, but um, but what I do know is that if we're going to be operating in the gifts of the spirit, it's definitely not a trance-like thing. It's definitely not a thing where you're going to be out of control, not being able to move your body, because the gifts are forgiving. And so, if you're in some kind of robotic trance-like thing, then how are you going to give a gift? You know, and and Paul goes into talking about tongues, and he says. You know what, tongues is a great gift, but let's just keep remembering that, you know, 
it's much better to speak five intelligible words to someone so that they can actually understand what you're on about rather than, than like an hour of tongues over them because really this is about making God known to people. It's about let's share who God is. Let's, let's um, bring whatever God is bringing. Let's give it to someone, but in a way that they can receive it and in a way that will change their lives. And so it, it's about, it's not about alienating people. And so if, if we're trying to give a gift and somebody's just kind of going back off, dude, because you're just weird, then we're not bringing it in love. You know, we need to be bringing the gifts in ways that are lovingly delivered um, with the power of the Holy Spirit to people. So it's not some big possession. And I think we need to get out of that mindset. But what we are doing is when we are operating the gifts, <clears throat> we're drawing people closer to God. And so we're giving them a gift that they can unwrap that will give them something like, you know, healing. Or it will bring them support. Or it will give them encouragement. Or, you know, they'll unwrap comfort. Or they'll, they'll be set free from something. Or, or they'll be, you know, their lives will be transformed in little and big ways, when they are provided with a gift that's from the Holy Spirit, i.e. from heaven. And you know, there is a verse amongst all those chapters um, that says, since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, try to excel, excel in those that build up the church. So you want more of this? Start building up the church. Start, start moving in love. And you know what? We're seeing this happening. So I've just shared with you about Healer Lady. That was last week. So prior to that, I'm good, another person in our kinship. Guys, kinship's a great place to practice the gifts of the Spirit. Um, miracle Worker. I'm going to call her Miracle Worker. Miracle Worker was reunited with a friend from school. And um, Miracle Worker kind of learned that friend from school had really been wanting to have a baby, but it just wasn't happening. And so there was much heartache around that. And, and um, so Miracle Worker decided she would offer to pray for her friend. And she did. And as she laid her hand on her friend's belly, she described what was a flow of like a sort of a gushing of warm energy through her hand um, just as she was praying for healing. And it was actually so strong that the person, the friend receiving the prayer jumped back and she said, what the heck was that? <laughs> she felt the warmth go into her belly. And Miracle Worker reported back to us, uh, she said that, Exactly seven weeks after that prayer, her friend told her that she was five weeks pregnant. That is a miracle. That is what we do when we give a gift. You give a gift to someone that transforms their life. And isn't that amazing that when, and I think this is what happens when we're walking with the Holy Spirit, things that just seem normal actually kind of when the Holy Spirit breathes on them, they turn into something that's really 
powerful. So it's like a, they're like power tools, really. You know, we, there's mercy, you know, like mercy in the church. You expect to find that you know, here's a food parcel for you. But then there's, and that's good. We want churches to be giving mercy and doing mercy things. But the gift of mercy is when I say to you, here's a food parcel. And can I just say some words to you? Because my heart is really just feeling for you right now. And so if I pray those words and it's saying those words and then, and then having those words touch someone so much that they're actually willing to weep openly in a, in a public place and share their life and then comment that they're feeling such warmth from you. Because, and then you get, get to explain that, you know, well, that's God and the Holy Spirit just loving you and that's how much he loves you. That's the gift of mercy as opposed to just mercy. And then there's, you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's evangelism. So I'm gonna, another person in our kinship, evangelism lady, we're going to call her. So she writes posts on Facebook and she has an estranged sister-in-law that then one day, uh, the, uh, the sister-in-law is estranged because um, she doesn't like the fact that evangelism lady has a relationship with Jesus and she doesn't like all that Jesus stuff. So, but then sister-in-law learns, uh, sister-in-law's world starts crashing around, crashing down around her. Something happens in her life that's awful. And so sister-in-law contacts evangelism lady and says, I just want to talk to you. And evangelism lady says, sure, I'll talk to you. And so they talk and they talk about Jesus. And evangelism lady says, oh, can I pray for you maybe? <laughs> and, and so they do. And what happens is there's a story and it goes over a few months, but Basically, sister-in-law now loves Jesus. She can't get enough of anything to do with Jesus. She's at a church. She's telling everybody, and she just wants to see Jesus save her marriage. You know, that's, you know, there's evangelism. Here's a good book to read on Christianity, and look at that nice poster. And then there's, there's like, evangelism. Like, let's, let's see Jesus change a life here, you know. So God will gift you with different things according to the, the needs that he sees and what he wants to share with someone and how he wants to transform their lives. I think it's really, when you start to think about it, so incredible that the God of the universe would allow us to hold that power in our hands and actually then kind of spill it out to people. It's really an incredible gift that we get. We get like we have this huge advantage over people that don't follow Jesus in this world because we get like secret knowledge from heaven. You know, we get we get to work miracles. We get to to kind of see people set free from things that have kind of locked them into funny little things and horrible things for, for maybe even years. We get to set them free just because the Holy Spirit chooses to pull that power into us and say, yeah, give it, give, give it to that one. And so as we learn to flow in that, we learn to know the heart of God. And, and that is something that I've experienced as, as, we're, as we're moving in that gift. 
is that actually we oh oh that's how God feels that example of when I was praying for someone in ministry time oh yeah God's really angry about that thing you know you kind of he gives you a piece of your heart as he pours that in and and lets you give that out and it's only as you're giving it out you kind of think oh gee God I didn't know you felt like that about it and that's energizing that is energizing when God chooses to pour through you and change someone And I remember the exhilaration of that first time when I prayed for people or someone, and and there was actually a series of them um, for healing. And realizing, like, I just prayed a few little words for that person, and this person has just been healed. They were limping, and now they're not limping, and they said the pain is all gone. That was too easy. And God God chose me. He, He chose me to do that. He chose me to make a difference to that person's life, completely transform that person's life. And then that was so easy, you know. And then it was like, a, oh, my goodness. This, he loves people. He loves people. He really wants to heal them. We need to get out there. Everybody needs to know this. We need to get out there and tell people how much he loves them because if you pray for them, they could be healed and that could be everybody. And like, what if, what if you did that with everyone in the street? Imagine that. Whoa. <laughs> Dawning secrets out. Let's do this thing. You know, it's energizing it's energizing when, when the Holy Spirit chooses to work through us. And, and what happens is that as we love others and as we present people to God and say, Hey, Holy Spirit, do you see this person? What shall we do here? And then as he comes, our spirits are awakened with his love and we are able to move in his love. And we are awakened more and more. I never used to understand why Jesus said that thing. It was here, John 4 verse 34, in case you were looking. Um, Jesus says, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. I was like, how does that work? How did Jesus get nourished from doing the work of God? But I'm realizing more and more that when we're operating in the power of the Holy Spirit, that actually it's not, it is work because we do have to take that step. And there is, you know, the work part is actually, well, I'm going to drive this now. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take that step. I'm going to say that thing. I'm going to, you know, kind of choose that action. That's the work. But then when the Holy Spirit kicks in with his gifting, Whoa, it's energizing, you know, and you could, you could keep doing, you could do that every day because it is, it's energizing, it's good, it's, it's powerful. God does want to be known by us and he wants us to know him. And so can you see why Paul says, eagerly desire, zealously cultivate the gifts of the Spirit Because why? Because the more we have, the more we have to give. And the more we give, the more the church gets built up or the church grows if it's someone outside the church. And the more the church gets built up, the more Jesus gets known throughout the earth. So, now's where we kind of think about how should we have some fun. Um... But yes, let me just pray. And then, and then I would like to just say, what, I just would like to do what I've been talking about. 
So, so Holy Spirit, I just thank you. I thank you that somehow in our little frail, broken bodies um, that are so, so teeny-weeny small compared to who you are and what your spirit can do, somehow you choose to use us. Um, and you do that so effectively. Um, and so, Holy Spirit, we just say thank you. Thank you for who you are. You are joy. You are love. You are all those things in that love passage in Corinthians. You know, thank you that you are patient. You are kind. You are not self-seeking. You are not proud. You are not boastful. You honor others. You hate evil and you delight in good. You never fail. And Holy Spirit, I know you're here. And I know you've been speaking to people. And so we just invite you now. And I say now to you, Holy Spirit, do you see your church? Do you see your church? Do you see them? What do you want to say to them? Right now, he's saying things to you. Ah, church, he sees you and he loves you. He loves this church. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. And we bless you, Summer. We bless you with the love of Jesus. He is here for you. That's beautiful. All right. Today, summer, is the day that your life gets transformed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. All right. So we're just going to ask, Holy Spirit, what is it that you see in summer? And would you just come? Okay, guys, so he is now, the Holy Spirit has shown us that he is, um, he's got words for summer and he wants to bless her. So those of you, there's going to be the gift of intercession right now building up in some of you. Some of you are going to be praying and you're just burning to pray for this church and for people like summer and for summer. Pray, pray now. The Holy Spirit's going to gift your prayers. He's going to make your prayers magnified. So you just pray silently or aloud, whatever. And there are those of you who are just burning. Your hands are just wanting. Those with the gift of mercy, you are feeling for summer right now. And you just want so much to come and come and love her. And you just feel so much compassion for her. Come, come. You need to come and pray for her right now. Okay. All right. There's a gift of faith rising in this room right now too. And so thank you, Holy Spirit, that right now as we're seeing transformed lives happening right here, that God, you are raising the gift of faith in this church. And so we bless that, Jesus, and we say thank you. 
thank you. Thank you that you give us the power to believe in you because it's you. It's from you. It's your breath in our lungs. It's your breath in our lungs. And so we say, faith, rise in this place. Rise in this place. It's time that we move out of these four walls in faith of who our God is and that he's going to move in power through you. No one in this room who follows Jesus will be disqualified. No one. Everybody has a gift from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit. If you are a follower of Jesus, you operate in the gifts. And that reminds me of a dream that I had last night, which I believe is for you, the church. I dreamt that I had forgotten about a little baby that I had found and given to the church. And that baby was actually being kept in the basement. Did you know we had a basement in our church? In my dream, there was a basement in the church. And Kirk and Nick were looking after the baby. And um, I thought, oh, I better visit the baby again. And so I did. And... um, the baby's uncle had found the baby, and so he was sitting by the baby's bed. Now, I believe, just so that you can follow where I'm going with this, this is the, the baby is our spiritual gifts lying latent in us. And so the baby has, is there. We've found the baby. We know it's there. But the baby's uncle was sitting right next to it. And, but the uncle was a bit weird. He was like, uh, he had a big tumor growing out of his head, and so he wasn't quite all with it. And... And so um, he wasn't actually interacting with the baby at all. He was just sitting there, but he was guarding the baby. He was like being a good uncle, but he was, um, he was just not interacting or anything with the gift. And that's some of us. We're not interacting with our gifts. We're just sitting there guarding our gift. And we're just sitting there going, um, yeah, yeah, I know it's there. I'll look after it. That's fine. But no, what God wanted me to do. And then, oh, and then the baby had, it was a little girl, but the name was Blake. Its name was Blake. And I said, no, but that's a boy's name, and it's a girl. And, and um, we were saying, well, well, what else could we name it? We could name it you know, Blake, Brooke, maybe. No. And then I suddenly felt God saying, no, the baby's name is Opal. And it was very, very clear. And it was because that baby is a gem. That baby is a precious stone. And so we, some of us, we haven't named our gift yet, but it's a precious stone. It's a precious thing that you've been given. And it just, you need to find its name. You need to find its name and activate it. And today is a way that you can activate it, okay? And then we decided, uh, and then I picked up little Opal, and I realized that um, she had a cast on her leg. And um, so, so she'd obviously had a broken leg somewhere. And so some of us, we have our spiritual gifts. We're starting to interact with it, but it's like our gift is broken. It's like we feel like, oh, but I've tried speaking in tongues and it doesn't work. But the thing is, you need to keep working on it. There's rehabilitation to happen. There's stuff that needs to keep going. To That, that leg will heal. The, the, the baby will be whole again. But just keep working at it. Sometimes we have to push into the spiritual gifts. And then I started interacting with the baby, and that's what God wants. God wants us to to interact with our baby. Let's, let's, let's explore our gift. Let's play with it. Let's try. Let's just try a few things. Let's just enjoy it and let's experience the, the joy of having little Opal or that little baby. And so right now, we bless what you're doing there summer, uh, to, for summer. And um, 
Is there anyone, there are other people now that there's, um, there's some needs that have arisen and there are some things that you want to be empowered in. So I'm going to say if you want to be empowered, if your baby gift is either just being guarded or is broken or is being forgotten or needs to be found or needs a new identity, could you stand up? Let's, let's pray for an anointing over you so that you can start to experience a gift and start to move in the gifting. So Holy Spirit, would you just move people now to, to with a hunger for that holy fire and to be able to move in that. Okay, I think there are some people who are being activated in the prophetic now as well. So I'm just going to see, is there anyone who feels that they have a prophetic word for our church right now? I can't believe... I, my throat is not really good, and sometimes I have words, but my voice isn't strong enough to share them. So I couldn't believe it when uh, uh, Karen came forward and she said she felt that there was sort of a vitalization in the church today because that's what I was feeling. It was like you'd all stepped out of the shower and you were washed clean and you were raring to go and the Lord was saying just keep going in that strength let go of any bitterness and woundedness let it go just like Karen was saying the lady continued with the limp when she let the old image come you let go of that image. You are not a cripple. You are beautiful in God's sight. Thank you. Okay, so family, we've got people that are, are needing to be empowered. And so there are those who can impart gifts if you've already operated in them. And so can you gather around those who are standing and let's bless and let's empower them. And just, you, you know what we're going to do is we just, there's nothing fancy to this. All you're going to do is you're going to gather around them and you're going to say, do you see your son or daughter here, Jesus, Holy Spirit? Do you see them? And then you're going to just ask the Holy Spirit, how can I love them? How do you want to love them today, Jesus? How do you want to love them? And then you're just going to start praying and, and God will show you what you need. Okay, so Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just anoint those prayers right now. Just gather around these people that are standing. We just need a few around this side here. So at least three, but let's try and get maybe six people to gather around here. And let's just pray for those people. Just to put a little bit more on what Bernadette said, um, I, I felt to put up an old hymn on my Facebook yesterday and it's, Rise up, O men of God. Have done with lesser things. It's time for this church. Someone else who spoke in this church once said, You people don't know who you are. You are full of the Lord. You have so much to give. He loves you so much and he wants to use you to extend his kingdom. Rise up. Nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Okay, so we have, we need some more people around here. So for those, I encourage you, this is a chance to experience the Holy Spirit. So come, even if you've never done it before, come and pray for these people who are standing. Come and join in the prayer for those who are standing. And let's, and let God, just give them the opportunity to speak through you. Through you. Just say what's on your mind, speak what's on your mind, pray what's on your mind. And let him let the power of God move through you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we'll just give them a few minutes. I'll just give them a 